0: Girlfriends, episode number 290, Chicken Soup for the Soul with Leanne Tiemann. Hello, and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, my special guest joining us on the podcast is Leanne Tiemann, who is a nationally bestselling author of some of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. She's really a great storyteller, and I can't wait for her to share some of her own story with you here today. Let's get started. Hello, welcome. I am so glad you are here. If you're a first time listener, if you're a sometimes listener, if you're a long time, many times listener, I'm just thrilled to be able to connect with you here on the podcast. I hope you're going to enjoy what we're going to share here today. I've got a special guest and author, best selling author of Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Leanne Tiemann is going to be joining me in just a moment here. I've got a great conversation to share with you. But first, I just wanted to thank those of you who've been reaching out, who have been reading my new book, Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday, available from Ascension at ascensionpress.com, who have been reaching out and letting me know that you've enjoyed the book, letting me know some of your personal experiences with the book. That is so meaningful to me. And If you're not an author, maybe you don't know this, but when you're putting a book out into the world, that is really almost all of the fun of it, is being able to share some of our own stories with people who are going to read the book, and then getting that feedback from you, hearing how the book has affected you, the ways in which it's helped you, the ways um, in which it's become a part of your prayer life, which is really my hope for this book, that you can go through just prayerfully, chapter by chapter, and really reflect on the ways that God is in fact present to you every minute of every day, even though we are leading very, Busy lives. This book is an invitation, a reminder from God that. He is longing for a relationship with you and he's always present and always inviting you into that deeper connection with him. So I really hope that the book is going to be that kind of experience for you. If you don't have your copy yet, get over to ascensionpress.com, go to your local Catholic bookseller and ask for it, or go to Amazon. It's available everywhere now, soon going to be coming out on Audible. I've been hearing from some of you who are waiting for that. I know I get it because I love listening to books on audio as well. So I did record the audio version a couple of months ago now. So we're close. It's getting there. We had to do some edits and um, we're close to having that available for you on Audible. I'll be sure to let you know here on the podcast when that is available. But if you've gotten your copy of the book and you are interested in doing a group study with the book, maybe you want to get together with other women in your parish and talk about some of the themes in the book. That is what we women are rock stars at, right? We love to get our companion journals for these books that have meaning for us, especially in our spiritual lives, and kind of journey through them together. If you're interested in getting a free copy of that companion journal for Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday, you can get it just by emailing me. You can send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com. I'll be glad to share the link with you. It's a PDF downloadable. You can print and share it as needed for your group. Or just print it for yourself if you're interested in just going through one chapter, one week at a time, perhaps, and just really reflecting on the themes in that chapter and and praying with them. I'm really hopeful that this book can be a prayerful experience for you, that you can make it a part of your everyday spiritual life in that way. And in that way, each person's going to have their own unique experience of the book because each of us has a unique relationship with God. I like to think about that. I like to reflect on the fact that nobody can love God like you can love God, or nobody can love God like I can love God. And that's a unique gift that we're able to give to God is entering into that relationship with Him. He's waiting for us to do it. And that's what this book is all about. Some very practical ways that we can do that, and um, some prayer support through some of the appendices at the end of the book are, there's a collection of prayers, traditional ones, prayers from saints, some that were new to me that have become favorites very quickly. So I've I've shared a collection of those there. And then just brief scripture passages that are representative of each of the different themes that I go into in each chapter of the book, like finding God in other people, looking for God in in joy, looking for God in pain or in sorrow and loss, looking for God in everyday sacrifices and offering up, or looking for God in these small, simple ways that we might pray and look to add prayer to every minute of our days. Make that St. Paul call to pray without ceasing reality. So those are some of the themes that I explore in the book. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't had an opportunity yet to check it out, get your copy, and then for sure, reach out to me, danielle at daniellebean.com. I would love to hear from you and your experiences of whisper finding God in the everyday. All right. I've got this great conversation to share with you that I recently was able to have with author Leanne Tiemann. I know you're going to love it. Take a listen. Hey, everybody, welcome to Girlfriends. Excited to have somebody joining us here today. Leanne Tiemann is a nationally acclaimed professional speaker, author, and nurse. Her devotion to nursing for more than 30 years made her the ideal co-author of the New York Times bestseller, Chicken Soup for the Nurse's Soul and Chicken Soup for the Nurse's Soul, second dose. And then the third edition, Inspiration for Nurses. She has co authored 11 additional chicken soup titles for Christian women, caregivers, fathers and daughters, grandmas, mother and son, Christian adopted Catholic faith, miracles, and answered prayers. We're really excited to talk with you, especially about four particular editions here today. Welcome to Girlfriends, Leanne. I'm glad you're joining us. It's my joy. Yeah, I'm thrilled to talk with you about this. So many people are familiar with the Chicken Soup for the Soul (laughs) series, but just in case anybody isn't, can you explain a little bit about how these books work and how you came to write these? Absolutely.
1: Well, the four books that are in the um, uh, Chicken Soup Everyday Catholicism series Mm -hmm. um, is a four book series by Sophia Institute Press. And the stories in those four books were taken from my three original Chicken Soup for the Soul books. I was privileged to write Chicken Soup for the Soul, Living Catholic Faith, Chicken Soup for the Soul, A Book of Miracles, and Chicken Soup for the Soul Answered Prayers. And so they made an agreement with Sophia Institute to take those stories and republish them in this other four book series.
0: I love it. I love it. So you, your Catholic faith, of course, is is part of what you you share in these books and is part of what you color the books with as you're as you're putting them together. Can you describe to us a little bit about what that's been like for you?
1: Gosh, my privilege is I get to read 2,000 stories that are submitted (laughs) for each of the chicken soup books that I've written, and now there's been like 13, so you can imagine the wonderful true stories that I've read, Mm -hmm. and I often say I have the best job in the world because those stories bless me beyond measure. Very often people send me a story that says, uh, and they say, I I have a story, I just don't know how to tell it. I don't Mm -hmm. know how to write it. So it's my privilege when they send it to me that I that's one thing I did learn how to do is to help people rewrite their stories, always send it back to them to make sure that it's exactly right and uh, for print in the book. So Mm -hmm. it's just been um, a blessing and an honor to be able to read them all and then to share them
0: with the world. I love it. And I I love this series of books. I love that they're so accessible and share such a wide variety of stories, different voices, different perspectives from all walks of life. Um, were you always a writer and editor? How did you come to do this particular kind of work?
1: Oh, that's very interesting. No, I never was and never intended to be. <laughs> I didn't write my first book until I was 46 years old. Wow. Um, and that's because I I wrote my own personal story, which in a nutshell is incredible. Um, at the end of the Vietnam War, I was accidentally caught up and helping to bring babies out of the Vietnam as the country was falling. I was a volunteer that went to help bring six babies back for adoption, got caught up in Operation Baby Lift, um, helped to bring out 300 babies in open cardboard boxes strapped in a C-141 cargo jet. Wow. Um, it was only a 10-day adventure, but in the midst of all of that chaos, the little boy that we had applied to adopt and expected to be assigned in two years, picked me, oh. and we I came home with a son.
0: Oh my I went goodness. about
1: my life merrily, raising our son and two daughters with my wonderful husband, Mark, and when he was in high school, I wrote the book telling that adventure, this must be my brother, but I didn't know how to write the book. I just knew the story had to be told, mm-hmm. so I took every writing class and course and seminar and retreat and bought the books and the journals and became a member of a group and got a mentor, and finally, learned how to write my own true personal story. So, of course, then that led me to write everybody else's true personal stories, <laughs> and them to the the chicken soup for the soul books. And then I was flabbergasted the day that Jack Canfield called and asked that I would co-author a book with him, um, Nurse's Soul, and that began my began my chicken soup career.
0: That is beautiful. So, for people who aren't familiar with the books, can you explain what the structure is like?
1: Sure. The stories are all just um, two or three pages long mm-hmm. and they all, every story is a true story. And in these books, I tried to pick one from every walk of life, every type of faith and the Catholic books, a little bit about each of the sacraments, um, all the special things about Catholic faith um, in the miracles. And and my wrote Christian woman's soul, just stories from people of variety of experiences and a variety of places in their lives. And, and as many variety of topics as we can have. Mm -hmm. And some people tell me that these books make them cry, but Mm -hmm. I would say they always admit tears of joy, tears of the awesomeness of the world and our God. Um, Sometimes the stories are sad and they tug at your heart, but every single chicken soup story has an element of hope and everybody ends every story, hope filled. And that's the gift we get to bring to the world.
0: Yeah. I and, and you know, I, I love that they're called chicken soup because it's like really getting down to the basics of what you need, right? And every right. soul needs that dose of right. hope. Exactly. And exactly. And and I love that they're so accessible. Like you can just pick it up and read a couple and then put it back down or keep it in your bag for when you find yourself with a few minutes waiting somewhere, just to, that little dose of hope. And, and, and yeah, for sure, I've cried my way through more than one in this series. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, we're moved to tears when we encounter something beautiful. And um, what's beautiful is truth. And that's really what we're expressing here in all of these stories from all these different people and different experiences is their experience of the world. what What is true? What is good? And I think that's really what's what's conveyed. So you're right. There are tears of joy and, and tears of hope as well. Um, so this particular series that's available from Sophia Institute Press is four different titles, correct? That's correct. Okay, can you just share with us what each of those are and what the different uh, take is in each of them?
1: Sure. Um, one of them is um, chicken soup for the soul: real stories of God in our lives. Mm-hmm. And the other one appears: um, um, hearing God's answer to our prayers, mm-hmm. seeing God's action in our lives, and God's miracles in our lives. And so I think the stories, the titles probably speak to them. They took stories that, um, that. Uh, explained each of those things and proved each of those things and the miracles book is it's as interesting of of things that we often call um, coincidence Mm -hmm. but I believe there are no coincidences I call them divine appointments so (laughs) this is something as simple as a a, a little god wink or coincidence to stories of actually apparitions and um, visions and uh, you know parting of the red sea sort of stories but that's what the faith is. And that's what the real world is about, right? Everything from small to magnificent and they're all um, pretty awesome and important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you are also a nurse. This is, this is, you know, it feels like you've worn so many different hats throughout your life here. (laughs) How does your, your background as a nurse um, color the way you approach putting together a book like this?
1: Well, that's very interesting. I think nurses are called to compassion and a, and a life of service. Mm -hmm. and that probably is a big uh, and and have a lot of empathy so Mm -hmm. perhaps all of those traits that I was my god-given gifts to which I thank him for every day and the fact that I've tried to nurture those throughout my life I think that probably makes me um, a good reader of the stories and an appreciator of them Um, and sometimes you know I would get as many some one of my longest stories was 14 pages another was 20 pages and I have to take this and condense it down into like two or three pages, and so the the challenge is always to find the thread in that story, the hope in that story, the um, message in the story, and that's always the the exciting part to find and um, and then reveal to be shared.
0: Yeah. Now, in putting together all of these books through the years, is there one that stands out to you, a particularly surprising story that you included, or a particularly meaningful connection that you've made through your work with these books?
1: I got to meet some of the authors over the years, and of course, that always makes um, it really special. I was able to put my mom's own true story in the book. I got to put one of my daughter's true stories in the book about their own miraculous things, and and things that they've had in their lives. So yeah, that's sort of a, a little extra bonus. That I'm intrigued. I, I Can you tell us own.
0: the story about your mom, your mom's miraculous story? Oh, gosh, this is so great. My mom
1: was 80 years old. My mother was always very, and God bless her, she went to heaven a few years ago at age 96. Wow. Um, and the one of the most faith-filled Catholic women. And she was always very devoted to the Virgin Mary. And she mm-hmm. would go to Marian conferences and, she was always very devoted to Our Lady as the intercessor. I always make it people say sometimes we worship the Virgin Mary. No, we do not. And we <laughs> do believe in the intercession of saints. So mom was very connected, and so she really wanted to go at age eighty to Medjugorje in Bosnia. Mm-hmm. And so she went on a tour. And the first day she got there, she said everybody else was going. It was rainy, and they were going to go up this rocky, rocky hill. But she was advised to wait till morning, but she didn't. She went with the young people up to the big, uh, top of the Rocky Hill. Yeah. But the best part of the story is in each of these tour groups, every time they had a tour, they would take a bus load, uh, get 30 bags of groceries to take to 30 needy families in the community. That was their service back. And so mother was a part of them loading these 30 bags of groceries onto the truck and counted them on.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: there's a back of the bus. And the bus driver would stop at each of these places. And she said, Some were ramshackle houses, and some had disabled people, and some had built roofs bombed off. But each of these people were gracious and giving mother and this, this gift, you know, their own personal gifts to these um, retreat people. But anyway, the bus came to one stop, and he pulled up, and a man and a little boy came running out. And the tour guide said, Oh, they're not on our list today. We have to pull away. And mom's heart was broken. Everybody's heart was broken. We can't pull away. But he explained to the driver, we have somebody expecting this. If we stop here, we're denying someone else their grocery gift today. So they pulled away. And everybody was heartache about that. And so they got to the end and they delivered their 30 bags of groceries to 30 different places and looked in the back of the bus. And there was one more bag.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And they drove it back to the same house. And the man and the little boy came running out again. And the last sentence is as if they were expecting them.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: That is so beautiful. Right. True story. They are all true. Right. You know, I often say you can't make this stuff up. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you've made a career out of sharing the stuff that people can't make up. Right. It's God's story. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And being able to share it with them.
0: Yeah. Oh, that is so touching and beautiful. And I think that's such a great example of the kind of stories that you will read in here. That's just so encouraging and uplifting. And that's what I I love about it. Like the format, it it, it reminds me of Reader's Digest and how they'd have those little, you know, very quick kinds of stories um, years ago. yeah, and I used to love those. We didn't subscribe to Reader's Digest when I was growing up, but when I'd go to a doctor's office. I would like <laughs> just read through those in in the waiting room because I love those. I love that it's a concise story and it's very accessible in that way. So what's what's next? Do you have more in the works for these these series of books?
1: Not in the plan, but I didn't after Nurse's Soul, and I wrote thirteen more. So um, <laughs> I, yeah, I'll see what God has in store. I'm forever collecting stories. I still collect stories from nurses, and I I still write works for nurses. I have a program called Self-Care for Healthcare, where I give nurses and healthcare givers, and now actually everybody, self-care for your healthcare, tools to care for their minds, bodies, and spirits every day. And each of my chapters always of my own books begin with a story. So I am forever collecting stories.
0: Yes, you are a great storyteller and collector. I think that's great. And and you know what? I love the, the the way that you do it because it seems like such a natural extension of your your feminine gift of collecting other stories and keeping the things that matter and highlighting, you know, the importance in our relationships. I think we women are really good at that. And I think you have a unique gift for doing it, for pulling out these good things from other people and pulling them together in a way that's deeply meaningful for a larger audience. So thank you well, so was, much for that. That
1: was beautifully stated. Thank you. That was very beautifully stated. Thank you for that.
0: Oh, you're welcome. I I see it in the in the work that you are doing. Before we have to wrap up, I, I'd i love for you to share a little bit more about that self-care, not just for healthcare, but for everyone, because this is a focal point of your work right now, isn't it?
1: It is. You know, I always say, I often say God took me kicking and screaming into the writing and speaking profession because it was never my intention. <laughs> thank you so much. I was... Quite happy being a nurse and a wife and a mom, uh, but uh, he has led me next to uh, my healthcare givers, even before COVID-19, get exhausted. And um, so I have very simple tools to care for them, uh, their minds, bodies, and spirits every day. So I just remind them for their bodies to and tell them stories so they can exercise and eat right and, and get sleep because we're a sleep-deprived nation. Mm-hmm. And mentally, I remind them to breathe mm-hmm. and to think positive. and to laugh. And here's the one they talk about the most, forgive. Uh Forgiveness is huge. And then spiritually, I speak to a lot of secular audiences as well. And so I remind them to just connect with the God, the supreme being they believe in. But I absolutely believe we need to take time every single day, even if it's 10 or 15 minutes to connect with our God. And so that's my, my privilege to be able to share that message with It was nurses and then all of hospital systems and the healthcare world. And now we're adapting it to be self-care for your healthcare because goodness knows everybody should be attentive to caring for their own selves physically, mentally, and spiritually.
0: Absolutely. I, I love that you're doing that. And you're the perfect person to do that. And and I love that you're speaking to a wider audience, even in, in a secular level, but you know, in a way that's very much influenced by your, your Catholic faith, of course, because it's part of who you are. So I'm really encouraged to know we've got we've got a, a member of our team that's out there doing such good work.
1: Well, thank you very much. And thank you for helping me to share that with the world. Thank you Absolutely. for your good work because you are certainly. Sharing God's awesomeness and all the goodness in the world and all the hope and I love that truth that you mentioned earlier. That's
0: what the world needs
1: Absolutely. more of. Absolutely,
0: definitely. So, if people want to access the truth and the beauty and the joy and the positivity that's in these awesome books, where, where can they go to find out more about this?
1: All the books are on Amazon mm-hmm. and and and, and, Blinds and Noble and all the internet sites. Um, any bookstore can order them. Um, Sophia Institute Press has them. And they're also on my website, which is selfcareforhealthcare.com.
0: Excellent. We'll have all of that linked up in the show notes for this episode of the Girlfriends podcast. Leanne, thank you so much for coming on Girlfriends and sharing about this important work that you're involved in. It's been my joy and my privilege. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, we've got more of the show coming up, but first we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to the Girlfriends podcast.
2: How do I capture and pass down insights and truths that are meaningful? Hi, I'm Jeff Cavins, the creator of the Bible Timeline Learning System, and I created the Insight Journal. Within the Insight Journal is a system to keep track of the best insights of life in an organized and easily accessible way. No more rummaging through journal after journal to find that one insight from prayer that you want to share. I have done months of research to create the best journal for you to keep your golden nuggets of truth. Get ready to write your insights from Mass, the Bible, talks, and more in a beautiful cloth-covered journal with a ribbon, strap, and interior folder. To order your copy of the Insight Journal, go to ascensionpress.com forward slash Insight Journal.
0: Okay, welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share some listener feedback. If you want to offer some feedback for me that I might Potentially share here in this little segment of the show. You can send me a question. You can send me an idea for a topic. You can send me some thoughts of your own on the different kinds of topics we talk about here on Girlfriends. So this week, I heard from Mary Ellen. She sent me an email. If you want to email me, it's danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Anyway, Mary Ellen reached out and this is what she said. She had this question for me. She said, Dear Danielle, I have a problem that maybe you can help me with how can I get my mom to respect our family rules my mom is a great help to us and she lives nearby she regularly watches our kids and she's always doing kind and generous things for us and I really appreciate that but I'm beginning to think that she considers her generosity a ticket to be kind of controlling in our lives in that she regularly does not follow our family rules for example she lets the kids watch tv shows sometimes that we have forbidden Or she feeds them sugary snacks after school, even though she knows we don't want that. I kind of feel like a jerk for saying anything because she is really so good to us, but this really bothers me, and I'm not sure how to get her to stop. I've asked, I've tried asking her nicely or reminding her of our rules, but she usually just laughs and says she has a right to spoil our kids because she's their grandma. I don't want to do or say anything that will hurt our relationship, but I also feel disrespected and upset every time this happens. Do you have any ideas for me? Thanks so much for the podcast. I enjoy listening every week. Mary Ellen. All right, this is actually a common question that I get from people, not necessarily about your own mom, but kind of dealing with people that don't respect boundaries that um, kind of walk all over our rules and the kinds of requests that we might make of them. And, you know, Mary Ellen, uh, so no, first of all, you're not alone in that. And um, many people struggle with that. Oftentimes I hear the questions um, from women about their mothers-in-law, and they're not sure how to navigate that, but this is your own mom. So um, first of all, I do just want to underscore for you, and you already know this, but that you're, you're so blessed because having your mom live nearby and having her an active presence, in your family life is really a gift to you, to your husband, to your kids. So it it sounds like you do fully appreciate that. And that is part of why I know you want to be sensitive in the way that you're going to handle this. Um, But you also mentioned you don't want it, these these infractions of your mom to start to hurt your relationship with her, right? And you don't want to hurt your relationship by handling this in the wrong way or getting angry at her. But yet, truly, if you just let this go, I think this will end up hurting your relationship with her. You're going to end up resenting her. You're going to find yourself thinking negative thoughts. You're going to find yourself rolling your eyes or falling into negative patterns of the way that you think about her. And that's going to infect your relationship. Absolutely it will. So you're very wise to want to address it. You're also wise to recognize that um, this is a blessing and that you're grateful for your mom's relationship with you and your kids. So I would suggest that there might be a compromise to be had here in some way. You know, I fully get what your mom is saying and the way she kind of laughs and says, I'm the grandma, so I can spoil them, I can bend the rules. And in some ways, that really is, that really is a, a beautiful role that a grandparent can play with their grandkids, not full on spoiling them, of course, but being a person that that's that can be less rigid with them. They can have some more flexibility and that can be a real gift to, to your kids and to her relationship with them. But so I would say, talk with your husband about these various infractions, maybe put them into categories, see what they look like, and then see like what, in what way you might be willing to compromise on some of them. Like you mentioned, she lets your kids watch TV shows that you've forbidden That absolutely should not be happening, right? So I'm sure you have good reasons for forbidding these shows. And that is absolutely, you're right as a parent. You don't want your kids watching these things. Absolutely not. That should not be happening. So maybe when you talk to your mom about that, say, we're not allowing these TV shows, and you can explain it to her. I mean, she knows you, she raised you, she probably shares some of those values with you. So, you know, share with her why you have these rules. But then tell her what you might be willing to allow her to kind of bend the rules about like, maybe you could say, you know, we have these limits on how much time they can watch television. And, um, but for you, those rules could be bent a little bit. They can watch more TV when they're with grandma, or they can stay up later and watch TV with grandma, or, you know, whatever small way that you might want to allow a compromise and a bending of the rules so that your mom still gets to enjoy that kind of benefit of being a grandma and being the fun grandma, but also in a way that respects you and your rules and what your values are. So talk with your husband about each of the different kinds of infractions. You know, you mentioned sugary snacks, Yeah, that's a reasonable thing to expect that, you know, your kids are going to be fed the kinds of foods that you want them to be fed. But could you make a a kind of exception like, you know, mom, if they're with you on a Saturday night, we would allow you to, you know, let them have these snacks that we would never allow. You know, that kind of makes it special and it allows her to enjoy playing that role in their lives and being that fun grandma. But at the same time, it's not just you know railroading over you guys and all of your roles and completely disrespecting. So I would encourage you to kind of go through each of the different kinds of ways that she kind of tends to do this and decide with your husband, like, what would we allow? And then just communicate that really clearly to your mom. But make sure that you do it in the context of telling her, we love you, we appreciate you. We're so grateful for all these generous things you do for us and, you know, we we can't imagine, you know, not having you in our lives in this way. You're so precious and valuable to us. Communicate that to her. Like even over-communicate that to her. And then tell her we're we're saying this and we're kind of setting this boundary because we want to protect our relationship with you and we want it to be good. We want it to be positive. We never want to feel like we're we're going to end up resenting you because of feeling disrespected. We don't want to feel that way. And, you know, I think you know your mom, so you'll know how how best to kind of phrase that. But I think focusing on those things, there's real potential for you guys to find a sort of compromise here that's going to be such a gift, such a blessing to all of you. Because I, I don't know how many grandkids your mom has, but it sounds like your kids are fairly young. And, you know, she's still figuring out, like, what is this grandma role thing? What am I, what, what kind of a blessing and a gift can I be to this family, to my daughter and her family right now? And you're figuring out how to enjoy that blessing of a grandma. You're figuring out how to, you know, set rules as parents, but kind of learn the situations in which it might be appropriate to relax them a little bit. And what a gift that can be to your kids, especially if it's encouraging um, a loving relationship and a fun relationship with your own mom. What a, what a gift that is for kids to have! So many different family members that are are loving them so I see a lot of hope here I know you're frustrated but I'm gonna I'm gonna pray for you Mary Ellen I want to invite everybody listening to please pray for Mary Ellen pray for everybody who's navigating these kinds of difficult relationships with um, parenting and your own parents and their relationships with your kids there's so much so much opportunity for it to get sticky in some of those details and for people's feelings to be hurt and people to feel um, you know insulted or offended or prideful or disrespected there's There's a lot of potential for that kind of harm. And so I think the more we can enter into these conversations with love and with a focus on gratitude for the other person and what they bring, the better off you're going to be. So I'll pray for that to go well for you, Mary Ellen. Anybody listening, if you have some tips for Mary Ellen, if you've experienced something similar and you have an idea for something that worked well for you, I'd love to hear from you so I could share it on a future episode of Girlfriends. Just send it to me at danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social Media. I'm Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, that's all the time we have for today. But before we go, I want to ask you if you enjoy girlfriends, would you consider helping us spread the word? Would you consider sharing this episode with a friend who might enjoy it or a recent episode that has helped you? Just sharing the link, texting it to a friend, and letting them know that you enjoy the show can be so helpful to us as we're looking to grow our community of girlfriends here. Another way that you can really help us grow our community is by leaving a rating and review over on iTunes. If you enjoy the show, would you take just a moment, I, I would be so grateful if you would take just a moment to go over and leave a rating and a review for Girlfriends. Those are really a powerful way that we can get the word out. iTunes listens to those. I mean, not in quote unquote listens, they're not listening to all of them, but they're taking them into account when they're deciding, you know, how to rank the podcast and where to put it so that it can get discovered by more people. So that truly is a wonderful way that you can be a helpful part of the community as we're looking to grow and reach new audiences here through everything that we're sharing on Girlfriends. So I want to thank you for considering that. And thank you, those of you who have done that. I do go in and read those reviews, and I'm so grateful to every one of you who does that. So thank you for that. But most importantly, I just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up here at Girlfriends. I do not take for granted your presence here. It truly is a gift to me. I'm so grateful. It is such a privilege and an honor that you give me some of your time each week. I love that you're here. I love all the ways we're able to connect and encourage and support each other inside of Catholic Family Life. So thank you for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension the leader in Catholic faith formation.